In today's episode of Sports Talk from the Crib, we're getting to the Week 13 takeaways of the NFL season. We had a miracle in the Meadowlands. Carson Wentz officially got benched. The Giants stunned the Seahawks. And is it time now to finally respect Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns? All that coming up on today's episode. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Sports Talk from the Crib. You're here with your favorite sports host, Tanner Christian. Man, I don't know what it is, but something crazy always is happening when it comes to these NFL games on Sunday. Things you would never expect in a million years to happen in any football game. It just happens. It's just 2020 for you. We'll get into the takeaways here in a sec, but first we're going to run down the scores and recap of what Exactly happened. The Saints won another one, 21 to 16 over the Falcons. They continue to be undefeated there without Drew Brees. The Lions go into Chicago and win by a final of 34 to 30. Matthew Stafford, a great game, 402 yards, three touchdowns, and they win the game. Come back in the fourth quarter after the firing of Matt Patricia. Go figure. Browns came out with a big one in Tennessee by a final of 41 to 35. The score wasn't even really close. So don't really look at that score because Titans scored a lot there in garbage time. Baker Mayfield finished the day with 334 yards and four touchdowns. They improved to 9 and 3. The Dolphins beat the Bengals in a little chippy battle there by a final of 19 to 7. Tua started the game, 296 yards and a touchdown. Jaguars lose to the Vikings. Tw- by a final of 27 to 24. The Vikings pulled out the game winning field goal there in overtime. Cousins, another great game, 305 yards and three touchdowns. They improved the 6 and 6 on the year and keep their playoff hopes alive. The Raiders go into the Jets after losing by a blowout last week against Atlanta. They win this game 31 to 28 by a miracle game winning passing touchdown there at the end to Henry Ruggs from 46 yards out. The Colts beat the Texans by a final 26-20 as they bounce back from last week's loss to the Tennessee Titans. The Rams go into Arizona and beat them by a final 38-28. Jared Goff got that computer chip updated by Sean McVay, and he showed out 351 yards and a touchdown. The Giants go into Seattle and stun them by a final 17-12 with their backup quarterback Colt McCoy only throwing for about 100 yards, and they still win the game. Eagles. Lose another one in this game to the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay defeats the Eagles 30-16. Carson Wentz got benched. But meanwhile, that bad man is still performing out there, putting up those MVP numbers. Aaron Rodgers, 295 yards, three touchdowns. The New England Patriots beat the Chargers by a final 45-0. Herbert had one of his worst games of the year, 26-53, 209 and two picks, as they get blown out by the Patriots. In last night's game between the Chiefs and the Broncos, Chiefs came out on top 22-16. Mahomes, another 318 yards passing and a touchdown. Now let's get into these takeaways from yesterday's games. My goodness. Let's start with uh, Carson Wentz benching. Now, they've been struggling all year long. This Philadelphia Eagles team, 
They're now 3-8-1. and one. The Giants are now two games ahead of them in the division. Washington's ahead of them. And they're just falling apart. They lost again 30-16 to the Green Bay Packers. Carson Wentz, when he got pulled, he was 6-15 for 79 yards and nothing to show for it. Offenses can't move the ball. Doug Pearson seems like he doesn't even want to run the ball when Carson Wentz is playing quarterback. But that's a whole story for something else. But Carson Wentz is struggling. He's only completing 57% completion rate here now. 15 picks on the year. The offense is just non-existent. And it happened again yesterday. Jalen Hurts came in the game. He finished 5 of 12, 109 yards, a touchdown, a pick. He had 32-yard touchdown, you know, yard touchdown pass to uh, Greg Ward there. So he got his first career touchdown pass. The offense was kind of moving. And you can see the attitude that this team has when Carson Wentz is quarterback and when somebody else is. Because every time there's been somebody else, it seems like Philadelphia and the team rallies around them. They did it with Nick Foles twice. I mean, the guy won the Super Bowl MVP, went up against Bill Belichick, brought the Super Bowl to the city of Philadelphia. That was not Carson Wentz that did that. That was Nick Foles. And a lot of people wanted to have Nick Foles instead of Carson Wentz. But they decided to go Carson Wentz, have that humongous guaranteed contract for him to make him the franchise quarterback. And he has just regressed so bad, especially this year. And I've been a defender of Carson Wentz. I think he has it. He has. He showed it three years ago when he was in the MVP conversation before he got injured. Like, Philadelphia now has to do it. They literally have to say, listen, this season is a wash. Yeah, we're only two games back. But it is time to sit Carson Wentz for the year. Just sit him down. Play Jalen Hurts. Find out what you got. I don't know what. I mean, you signed this kid to this huge guaranteed extension. 100 million plus. Guaranteed. And then you draft Jalen Hurts in the second round. So this goes to show you that the front office, coaching staff, and everybody in the building wasn't on the same page and what they want to do. But Carson Wentz, I've you know backed this guy. I still think he has it, but his confidence is just shot. He he doesn't believe he can, anybody can get open for him. He doesn't believe the line can protect him. He doesn't believe he can complete it. You know the pass. He doesn't believe in himself and his psyche. This seems like it's so messed up in his thought process of what happens during the game. His confidence is absolutely shot. And the Philadelphia teammates, they know it. Because as soon as they put Jalen Hurts in the game, they scored a touchdown. Then they go and stop. You know, they hold Green Bay to a three and out. Then they return the punt for a touchdown. Then they held Green Bay to another three and out. This is all the fourth quarter. You know, like, and they get the ball back. You think something may happen, but then it got back to how Philadelphia's been playing. Sack, incompletion, punt the ball, and the defense couldn't hold him again. You know, Aaron Jones went crazy on that 77-yard clinching touchdown. And Jalen Hurts came back to that next drive and threw an interception. But 
they put it. I don't even know how to describe this. This is how the old NFC East has been pretty much all year long. A team looks good one week. You think something's going to happen, and then they regress, and then they drop a load. This is, I, this division, it's just ridiculous. Put it that way, it's just absolutely ridiculous. Watching all these play, aside from the Giants lately, and we're gonna get into them in a little bit. But I don't know what else to say about this Philadelphia Eagle team. Carson Wentz, Wentz has regressed. Doug Pearson's probably going to lose his job. And they need a major overhaul. They missed on all these draft picks. The only good player really on defense still is Fletcher Cox. Wasting his career, you know, towards the end here. And Darius Slay is just getting beat. Like, he's a great corner, but I mean, they're just picking on that guy and leaving him on an island out there. And he can't, you know... Devontae Adams is a beast. So, and you look at the other side of the ball. If you're on the Philadelphia side, and you're looking over at that bad man that you just faced in Aaron Rodgers. This man, let's get into this. This man is on MVP tear. He had another 295 yards and three touchdowns. He's now the fastest quarterback to 400 career touchdown passes. The fastest to reach that mark. On the year now, he's completing 68.9% of his passes, has 3,395 yards, 36 touchdowns, and four interceptions. The man's like, you don't want to give me another wide receiver? I'm still going to be the best. You don't want to give me any help on defense? I'm still going to be the best. And that is the difference between Aaron Rodgers and Carson Wentz right now. But, you know, it also helps that he has somebody, you know, by the name of Devontae Adams to bail him out when he really needs him. But anyways, that's how I take it. And it is time for Philadelphia to sit Carson Wentz, throw this year away, see what you have in Jalen Hurts. And there's me going to have over 60 million dead cap. You try to release him or do something, but you got to find out who you are as a team. Now, let's get into this other topic. Where we had a miracle in the Meadowlands. Yes, those winless Jets, they love to lose. They love to lose. The Raiders, who got blown out by Atlanta last week, almost lost to the winless Jets this week. They beat by a foul 31-28. Derek Carr, 381, three touchdowns a pick. Darren Waller was out there balling, 13 catches, 200 yards, two TDs. You know Sam Darnold was just being Sam Darnold. You know, going 14 of 23, 186 yards, two tees, a pick, couple of fumbles lost. But they were up 28-24. And minute, minute and some change left. You think they're going to win? There's 35 seconds left. You think the Jets are going to win? Then it's 19. Then it's 15. And you're like, hmm, the Jets are going to get their first win of the year. But then it happens. They call a zero blitz which means they're sending the house. They sent eight guys on the final play of the game, and Henry Ruggs, who's the fastest guy, the rookie out of Alabama there, the fastest guy possibly in the whole NFL, faster than Tyreek Hill, faster than anybody you can name, possibly, you know, the fastest guy in the game. One-on-one outside against a rookie corner, blows past him, Catches the ball with five seconds left and gets the game-winning 46-yard touchdown. The Raiders win. 
What? Huh? Yes, that's a fact. That happened. And the previous play, what makes this worse, is Nelson Aguilar ran it right down the seam for a wide open touchdown, right past the corner, safeties, and the whole entire team. Wide open, and Derek Carr missed him. So now the previous play, they didn't cover. And then this play, they're saying, screw it. We're just going to blitz everybody on the final play of the game. And Derek Carr delivers a bomb down on the sideline to Henry Rose. And they escape. And, you know, I would have given John Gruden the biggest. Oh, my goodness. I can't imagine how Chucky would have felt if they lost this game. Like, their playoff hopes are now alive because the Jets called that boneheaded play and basically gave the game away. And now... We have breaking news coming up. I like getting breaking news when I'm recording episodes. This flash across the screen. Greg Williams, the defensive coordinator for the Jets, has been fired. He has been fired for the play call because the defense came out after the game in the post-game conference there that, uh, I don't agree with the call. I didn't like it. Put us in a bad situation. Lost us the game. Now, when, the next question is, when is Adam Gase going to get fired? I just hope he doesn't because I want that 0-16 on his resume. But now Greg Williams has been fired as the defensive coordinator for the Jets. You know, when you do a cover zero and you don't get to the quarterback, it's usually trouble. You know? But you're going to send the fastest guy on the field against a rookie corner. And he's going to burn him. He runs a damn 4 2 40. You have no safety help, no nothing. You're in a man. You have three receivers going out on routes. You got three people to cover him. Like, oh. All you got to do is tackle the guy in balance if he completes that, say, like the 20 yard line. And you just let, oh my goodness, that's 0 12. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. They can't possibly get any worse. I think they're worse than those winless Lions. That team was bad. Like, what in the world? Well, at least he's fired now. But in reality, it could have been a blessing in disguise. Because now you're in sole possession still. Of that number one overall pick. And you could pick the kid out of Clemson. Trevor Lawrence. The tanking is now official. But they don't want to thank your tanking. Greg Williams. He, Greg Williams did that his whole career. He calls zero blitz every damn play. Every, it doesn't matter if it's third and 35. That guy is covering, calling a zero blitz. But hey man. Now you're fired. Get out of here. That crap. <laughs> you don't call it at the end of the game. Oh, with a 4-2 guy? Unless you're winless and you want to tank for Trevor. And that's what happened again. Okay, now let's let's get into something that good that happened yesterday. And I'm a big time criticizer of Baker Mayfield and just the whole entire Cleveland Browns organization. I call them the Cleveland Clowns all the time and always probably will. But is it time for me and everybody around the sports world to finally start respecting the Cleveland Browns and Baker Mayfield? 
Do you realize with his win yesterday, huge win yesterday over the Tennessee Titans by a final 41-35, it wasn't even really that close because the Cleveland Browns were up 38-7 at halftime and they just let Tennessee just, you know, get all those yards and touchdowns, you know, late in garbage time. So let's not put that out there. They were up 38-7 against Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee just coming off that big win against Indy to take the lead in the division. Where Derrick Henry's out here balling, is running over people. And Cleveland won. They are 9-3, guys. They are 9-3. They are going to be in the playoffs. Playoffs? Yes. The Cleveland Browns are going to be in the playoffs. They're going to have the, they are going to have a winning record. They are now going to have a winning record for the first time since 2007. Woo, the dog pound. I can tell you what. I'm telling you what. If the Cleveland Browns make the playoffs, which barring some kind of crazy collapse, you know, they're they're in the wild card right now cuz Steelers are still undefeated. But they're 9 and 3. If the Cleveland Browns Make the playoffs. I will no longer call them the Cleveland Clowns. I will no longer call them ever again the Cleveland Clowns. I will never do it. If they get to the playoffs, especially if they win, they win the playoff game, I will never do it again. I will never call them the Cleveland Clowns ever again if that happens. Because look what Baker Mayfield has done now. Baker Mayfield this game, 25 of 33, 334 yards and four touchdowns. It's his first 300-yard game of the year because he has been struggling. He's still a little bit inaccurate, but they improved the 9-3, 4-2 now on the road. I mean, they held Derrick Henry to the 60 yards. Now, look at these last five games by Baker. 1,050 yards, six touchdowns, and the most important number out of it, Zero interceptions. He has not thrown an interception in the last five games. On the year now, he's now 2,442 yards passing, 21 touchdowns, seven picks. So respectable numbers. But now, can you trust him to do it? And I've been hard on him. Because I don't really trust the Cleveland Browns and Baker Mayfield. I never have. But I'm starting to. They get in a believer. Now, they still have... To beat teams like Baltimore and the Pittsburgh Steelers, whom they never seem to beat. Those are their two that they need to beat. But they finally won a big game here in Tennessee. Did Tennessee have a fall off? You know, possibly every team in the NFL has had a bad game this year. And Tennessee had a really bad one yesterday. So let's take a look at these next games by the Cleveland Browns. They face the Ravens next week. They go at Giants, at Jets. And then versus Steelers to end out the regular season. They have to beat Baltimore and Pittsburgh, like I said. At the Giants, that's a tough one. That's a tough game outside. In New, you know, New, New York Giants, man, they're they're playing very, very well on a defensive side of the ball. Daniel, will Daniel Jones come back for that game? We don't know yet on his status of injury. But, you know... They got at the Jets, so you never know. The Jets may give them one in their own stadium there. But 
<sighs> Man. I think it's time to finally put some respect on those Cleveland Browns. I think it's finally from time for me to say, hey, if Baker Mayfield plays like this, this team is damn good because they got a great one-two punch at running back and Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Jarvis Landry is a great wide receiver there for him, and he seems to have a very rare, very good connection with Rashard Higgins. And People Jones there, he caught a big touchdown there for him yesterday. They're out without OBJ, of course, he's out for the year. But it seems like he just fits better and plays better without OBJ. He's not force-feeding on the ball, and he's going through his progressions. You can see it on the connections to Rashard Higgins. You can see it on the connections to Jarvis Landry. You can see it, this the way he's scanning the field. It just seems better. Now, I'm not ready to go all in yet because, like I said, if they go into the playoffs, it, I think it's get to the playoffs, which they're going to. There's, I mean, barring some crazy collapse, they're going to. I would never call them this by like getting them in. And if they absolutely win a playoff game, I would never in my lifetime call them Cleveland clowns ever again. Now, let, let's jump into the upset of the day. The Giants went into Seattle. And beat them by a final of 17 to 12. Nobody had them winning in Seattle, especially with Daniel Jones out and everything. You got Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley's been out all year. Of course, you know he's not coming back because of his horrific injury. But Daniel Jones is out, and they started Colt McCoy, who hasn't won in years as a starting quarterback. He's bounced around the league, you know, especially there with the Washington football team. And they go into Seattle and win? What happened in Seattle? Maybe it's time to get these Giants. Are they going to run away with the NFC East? They're on a roll. Five and seven. <laughs> They're on a roll. Let's give it to them. Colt McCoy, 13 to 22. 100 and what? 105 yards? A touchdown? A pick? Wayne Gallman? The running back, 16 carries, 135 yards. And check this out. Guess who the running back that got in there for a couple of touchdowns? Alfred Morris. Yes, he's still in the league. Remember, he was with Washington there with Colt McCoy. Back in the day, he had a stop there in Dallas. They're pairing him with Zeke. Eight carries, 39 yards of touchdown. He got his first ever receiving touchdown, too, on the catch from six yards out. So the Giants go in there. To Seattle, and a team that everybody loves in the NFC, a team that I love in the NFC, a team that I think can make some noise in the NFC. They're with the Saints and the Packers, and they let their guard down and lose at home. Russell Wilson, 263, touchdown, a pick. They dropped 8-4 now. They're tied with the Rams in the division. But the Giants improved to 5-7 and seven on a huge upset victory over the Seattle Seahawks. So this team was 1-7 just four weeks ago, and now they come out with four in a row to improve the 5-7. and seven. And I got to give Joe Judge, their head coach, a lot of credit keeping this team focused. This team believes they can win. The division is theirs for the taking. They now improve to a game ahead of Washington. They have a game. Washington has a game tonight versus Pittsburgh. We'll see what happens there. But I remember last week's episode, I picked 
I want to see Washington win the division just because of the Alex Smith story. But I really like the Giants. And I'm sticking with that. I would love to see Alex Smith and the Washington football team win the division because I think it's going to be an incredible story and come back from Alex Smith from you know near-life death experience and being able to play football and lead the team to the playoffs. That would be something special. But the Giants look like a great team now. They don't just look mediocre or good. They look great. But can you trust anybody in the NFC East in one of the worst divisions in NFL history? Let's look at their next four games they got here. The remaining four games in their schedule. They got they're at home versus the Cardinals. They're at home versus the Browns. They got at Baltimore and the Cowboys to finish it off at home. So they got three of the next four at home. The Cardinals are struggling. The Browns, I think that could that would define who Baker Mayfield is this year. That is a huge game coming up in two weeks. Baker Mayfield and Cleveland Browns going up against the New York Giants. Who would have thought that that would be a big pivotal game to decide both these teams come play? You know, if they're going to be in the playoffs or not. Who would have thought that matchup would be one to look forward to? But then they got. Of course, at Baltimore, got a big divisional rival game versus the Cowboys. And who knows? The way this season has gone and the way these teams have played, who knows? That final game versus the Cowboys may decide the division. It could be Dallas. It could be the New York Giants. Who the heck knows? But one thing is, we do know the Giants are playing very good, and Joe Judge has that team believing in themselves. And who thought of thought? The Belichick tree really doesn't ever work out. But you look at Brian Flores down there in Miami, and you're looking at Joe Judge in New York, and you're looking at Mike Vrabel in Tennessee, maybe it's working. But unless you go to Detroit where your careers die, your coaches pretty much are, get their jobs taken away, and nothing ever happens because it is some kind of mystique over the Detroit Lions organization. Matt Patricia, sorry, buddy. You're the odd man now. But the rest of the Patriot tree is actually working now. So we'll see what happens. I'm still rooting for Washington. Maybe they could pull that upset tonight versus Pittsburgh. But, you know, I just want to see that story still. That's my pick for the NFC East because I want to see that story. But the Giants get it. I ain't going to be mad. I'm not going to be surprised. All right, everybody, that's going to do it for today's episode. I want to thank you for joining me here on Sports Talk from the Crib with your favorite sports host, Tanner Christian. Remember to check out the official website there at feeltheheatentertainment.com. That's feeltheheatent.com for the latest updates and news around the sports world, including things about the show, sports articles you can like and comment and interact with. Be sure to check out the official Instagram there at feeltheheatentertainment as well. Also on Facebook as well, feeltheheatentertainment. This is Sports Talk from the Crib, available on all streaming platforms and on the official website. So be sure to subscribe to to your favorite platform and do it, man. I appreciate the love, you guys. Thank you for joining me here again. Catch you all next time. Peace out.